Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sock Religious. I wanted to take a few minutes and share with you guys some of the new things that Sock Religious has been putting out there. You've heard me talk about them before. They are this totally unique brand that makes Catholic socks. They also make t-shirts and some of the other things they've been putting out recently. They have these magnets that you can put on your fridge and it's like a nativity set. They started making no-show socks, which is really exciting because I do love like the mid-thigh socks, but sometimes you want a pair of Catholic socks that you can't see over your sneakers, so they have those as well. And they also have baby onesies that are so cute. The ones I'm looking at right now say, dirty diaper, clean soul. So adorable. You guys, you have to take advantage of Sock Religious, especially with the holidays coming up. They are affordable, and they are lovely, and they are Catholic, and what a better way to walk around than with the saints on your feet. You can use the code ROSES at checkout for 10% off your order at SockReligious.com. That's ROSES at checkout for 10% off your order. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hallow. Hallow is the number one Catholic prayer app in the world, and they have so much new stuff going on. Firstly, if you have not heard, they now have the voice of Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus in The Chosen, leading a ton of the prayers in the app. It's just so cool to hear his voice and pray with him and and hear him and have seen having seen him in the chosen it's just so cool to pray with jonathan rumi's voice and he is also leading a 30-day gospel challenge right now hallow has also uh, partnered with scott Hahn recently so you can hear him in the app there's tons of different types of prayers if you are hesitant about praying with your phone i totally understand but i promise it does not feel like you're praying with your phone once you turn on the prayer the world just really melts away. So I highly recommend checking out Hallow. You can visit hallow.com slash shower of roses for your free trial. Again, that's hallow.com, H-A-L-L-O-W.com slash shower of roses for your free trial. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. Hope you're doing well. Today we're going to be reading the readings for the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B of the Roman Catholic Church. The first reading this week is from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 10 to 16. In those days, Elijah the prophet went to Zarephath 
As he arrived at the entrance of the city, a widow was gathering sticks there. He called out to her, Please bring me a small cup full of water to drink. She left to get it, and he called out after her, Please bring along a bit of bread. She answered, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked. There is only a handful of flour in my jar and a little oil in my jug. Just now I was collecting a couple of sticks to go in and prepare something for myself and my son. When we have eaten it, we shall die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you propose. But first make me a little cake and bring it to me. Then you can prepare something for yourself and your son. For the Lord, the God of Israel, says, The jar of flour shall not go empty, nor the jug of oil run dry, until the day when the Lord sends rain upon the earth. She left and did as Elijah had said. She was able to eat for a year, and he and her son as well. And the jar of flour did not go empty, nor the jug of oil run dry, as the Lord had foretold through Elijah. So the theme this week is really going to be um, the widow and that plight. And, and this is something that we need to remember about Jesus's time is that it's not, you know, if, if a woman is a widow today, obviously that's incredibly sad, um, but it's not, it's basically like a death sentence in Jesus's time because it was unheard of really for a woman to be a source of income. So if her husband died, she was pretty much like for she's like predestined for homelessness and being a beggar basically there was just not really like a good setup for a widow in society and especially this woman who has you know clearly a son that she's still providing for the interesting thing that struck me about this is that she is totally willing to bring Elijah that cup full of water, even though she's probably incredibly weak and depressed and like literally getting ready to die. She didn't fight that. She didn't fight it when he asked for her to go get uh, a drink of water. She was more than willing to do that for him. It's only after he asks for a little bit of bread that she explains that she simply has none. And this is important. And this connects to the gospel. It's that it's not that she doesn't want to give him some of the bread. Like if she had even just a little bit of bread in her house, it's not that she didn't want to share that with him. It's that she has, she has none prepared and the little bit that the materials that she has left are just going to be the little bit of sustenance for her and her son before they die. We are kind of assuming here that they're going to die of just starvation and malnutrition and, and probably you know, dehydration as well. And uh, it just breaks your heart when she says, just now I was collecting a couple of sticks to go and prepare something for myself and my son so that we can die. Just hearing that, that just like cuts you to the core. Um, but yet it's her faithfulness to God by obeying this request from Elijah that is going to keep her belly full for the rest of her life. Not just that she's going to have flour, but that she's going to have oil, which if anyone's ever made like bread or pizza dough, you can't make it without oil. And that's expensive. Flour's, you know, cheap. You can get a bag of flour for like two bucks at the grocery store. But oils, like you're using like olive oil, that's expensive. So the fact that she has both of those resources for her for the rest of her life is just, you know, a, a huge blessing for this woman who really has no other source of income. 
The second reading this week is from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 9, verses 24 to 28. Christ did not enter into a sanctuary made by hands, a copy of the true one, but heaven itself, that he might now appear before God on our behalf. Not that he might offer himself repeatedly, as the high priest enters each year into the sanctuary with blood that is not his own. If that were so, he would have had to suffer repeatedly from the foundation of the world. But now once for all he has appeared at the end of the ages to take away sin by his sacrifice. Just as it was appointed that human beings die once, and after this the judgment, so also Christ, offered once to take away the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to take away sin, but to bring salvation to those who eagerly await him. So we continue this week to hear in the letter to the Hebrews what we've been hearing the past several weeks about the author really comparing Jesus to and saying that he's like the ultimate high priest. And again, in the Gospels, that lines up very nicely because we've been hearing about the back and forth between Jesus and the high priests and the scribes and the Pharisees. So again, the author points out the difference between Jesus as a high priest and a human high priest. And the point being that Jesus' sacrifice is once and for all, whereas a high priest would have to go into the sanctuary every year and make an animal sacrifice to atone for not just his sins, but the sins of the Jewish people, because he goes in as their representative, as the high priest. Um, and so Jesus only has to make that sacrifice once and for all. He only had to be crucified once. He did not have to suffer repeatedly the author is trying to prove this point that Jesus's sacrifice on the cross is once and for all. And any other sacrifice that we make after that would just really be an insult to Jesus's sacrifice on the cross because it is perfect and total. And because he was a perfect and flawless human, there's no other sacrifice that could be more um, satisfactory than that. The gospel this week is from Mark chapter 12, verses 38 to 44. In the course of his teaching, Jesus said to the crowds, Beware of the scribes, who like to go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces, seats of honor in the synagogues, and places of honor at banquets. They devour the houses of widows and, as a pretext, recite lengthy prayers. They will receive a very severe condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and observed how the crowd put money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow also came and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, Amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury. For they have all contributed from their surplus wealth. But she, from her poverty, has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. This teaching is something that really struck me when I listened to a podcast that Father Mike Schmidt did on, it was either this reading or, or one of the other translations about it. And he's the point that Jesus is trying to make here is that 
it's great that if you can give a lot of money to the church, but a lot of money, that's, that's like subjective compared to the overall percentage that you're taking out of, you know, your salary, what you have. And although this woman only put in a few cents, it's everything she had. So percentage wise, that's a hundred percent, you know? So for someone that's incredibly wealthy to be putting in quote, a lot of money, well, that's relative to the amount of money they have total. I think you get what I'm saying here. So Father Mike's point was, you know, when we give to the church or give to charity, Jesus isn't just calling us to give of our excess. That's great and awesome, and that's going to be super helpful to your church or to somebody. But it's also like supposed to sting a little bit. It's not supposed to be something that we we put in the basket and then never think about again. It's like, yeah, this is supposed to be a part of, you know, the money I make is supposed to be going here. So that's going to sting a little bit. It's going to be like, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice is what I'm trying to say. It's an actual sacrifice. It's not just money that you give and then never think about again. It's like, I'm going to have to make an adjustment to the way that I spend my money, maybe this week or today, because of that money I just gave. Um, As someone that works in a parish, I never knew how much money it costs to run a parish before I started working at one. Um, And it's just crazy. You know, you think about the salaries of every single person that works in the office, plus what it just keeps to keep the lights on and, and keep your choir director doing their thing. And it's just a lot. You know, all the programs and ministries that you hope your parish would do for you, that the money for those resources has to come from somewhere. So anyway, that's just some insight that I've gained in in doing the work that I do right now. Also interesting here is that this beginning part, these are really kind of two separate little um, teachings here because the beginning also mentions widows in that the, the scribes, have no real regard or charity for widows, again, because of their very difficult situation. Also worth mentioning that right before this, um, it, it clearly states that in verse 35 that Jesus was teaching in the temple area. So basically, he's talking smack about the scribes, I'm sure, right in front of their faces. The gospel last week was the teaching when the scribe asks him, which is the uh, greatest commandment of all. So Jesus is not shy, and I love that about him, just like speaking truth when the person that he's speaking truth about is right in front of him, because sometimes it's like, that's what we need, you know? I would rather one of my friends speak truth to me in front of my face than behind my back, for sure. So I think my challenge for us for the week is to maybe examine our our finances and see, like, are we giving of our excess? Are we giving it all, firstly? Are we giving of our excess? Or is that money that it stings a little when we give it? And like, is, this, is it a true sacrifice? If, if you never think about it again after you put it in the basket and you don't have to think about how it's going to affect your financial situation, even if it's just your financial situation for the day, then I think we need to re-examine that maybe. I could be wrong. I'm not saying everyone, I don't want you to put yourself into poverty because of what you give to your church's collection, but just consider, you know, what it takes for them to keep the lights on and just consider re-examining. That's all.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out A Shower of Roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week. Carry your word as you can.